Okay. All right. So let me know when uh, so, you want to just kick it off and I, get into how, it. How, how are we kicking this off? Uh, do we have a thing or are we just going to Well, I know what the intro should be else. now. It's going to be this whole audio over music and that's going to be our introduction. <laughs> <laughs> I get embarrassed enough on this show. That's also going into intro, isn't it? God damn it. I'm here. I'm alive. It's fine. That guy's getting a bad review. Those flat slap nut rings. Are- do it. Let me do my wrap-up thing a little bit nicer than laughing at you fucking surveilling me. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Hola. Hola. From Vince, who is still in Mexico. Yay! We're up to episode six of Blinker Fluid. This is going to depart from our normal format just a little bit. We have had people send us in their personal car histories. We have our personal car histories. And we're just going to kind of tear them apart for an hour. We're going to have some fun making fun of each other and some other people. And uh, hopefully you guys get a kick out of it, too. Yes. We'll always encourage you, by the way, send you know, send in notable cars that you've owned. Maybe not full histories. We might not do a full thing like this again, but... We did get a couple of comments on our uh, on our Facebook pages, and we, we, we saw them. We appreciate them. We're saving them for to, to gather up more of that so we can do another one of these episodes. Absolutely. Absolutely. You guys who are commenting in positive ways, you rock. Thank you very much. Everyone else? Yeah. Well, glad you're taking the time. Must be nice to give you something to do. Anyway, before, because I know we're not going to remember if we get into it, so, you know, we just got to knock these sponsorships right out of the way as quickly as we can. Blinker Fluid, as always, is brought to you by absolutely nobody at all. Keep on doing whatever you're doing, because (laughs) we have nothing to tell you to go use. So just live your lives. Anyway, all right, let's get into it. I don't know, Vince, you want to? You want to kick it off? <laughs> yeah, 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 sure, sure. I'll kick it off. Yeah, um, okay. <clears throat> I just want to get this out of the way. So uh, I have I have quite the illustrious history of automobiles to go through here. So it all started when I was about uh, five or six years old. My, my first automobile was a Huffy. <laughs> oh, my God. Used to ride her down the, the mean streets of the block, and uh, I, I had to take the streamers off, you know, to seem mature for the ladies. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would have at least said something about like aerodynamics and horsepower. Come on, man. I was I was concerned with other things back then, but oh, uh, <laughs> but yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, I was my my first car was a was was a, was a pass down. My first car was a nineteen ninety two. Toyota Camry XLE in All right. blue and just a hundred percent fully loaded. It was my grandfather's car from he bought a brand new off the lot in '92, and he didn't. He never drove far. The far as he would, farthest he would ever drive was to come down and visit us and, uh, and stuff. And he was sitting in his driveway for a while. He first handed it down to my sister, and uh, she learned to drive in it, and then. When she took over my dad's car, and I, I got that when I got my license in high school. So, yeah, I drove that for a couple of years in high school, and I got a couple more after that, actually. But, uh, but yeah, so 
I love that thing. Sweet. It's a solid first ride. Um, notable modifications. Did you do anything to the car? Yes, actually, I, I did. You know what? I'm going to call them modifications. Yeah. Uh, so radio did not work. It wasn't the radio's fault. That turned on, took reception. All of the speaker wiring was absolutely fried. And <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> it was a little above me, both pay-wise and um, determination to... to take any of that out so so there was well they didn't have wireless mp3 players at the time or wireless uh speakers so i had a uh, had my ipod touch dock that i would charge up every night and keep on the passenger seat with the seat belt on it and uh oh, man that was my you know my tunes modification for the for the vehicle sweet yeah Very uh, sweet it, it pumped out let me tell you no, no doubt it. <laughs> other than that, the other modifications uh, were more out of necessity than anything else. You know, like uh, new head gaskets, new power steering rack, uh, lots of other things that went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> more just yeah, more just keeping it going. Yeah, well, so it was it was a car that had sat a long time before my sister got it, and um, when it got handed down to me. She had great luck with it, and then I got it, and I would just drive it normally, and things would fall off. So I notoriously blew the head gasket, cresting a hill at 25 miles an hour, <laughs> and 40 feet of smoke just came pouring out of the tailpipe at a random, uh, completely engulfed nice. the pickup truck behind me so that he could not see and had to stop on the road. And I just kind of coasted into oh the God. supermarket parking lot. And uh, and placed call to get towed. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Nicely done. Okay. All right. Well, my first car was also a hand me down. It was also it was my great grandfather's car. Wow. It was technically also a Toyota Camry, but it was a little bit nicer. It was a 2000 um, Lexus ES 300. Oof. You know, it wasn't bad. It had like the little leather seats going on. Like it was a sweet car. No, 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 no. I, I like those things. I really do. Here's the here's the thing, though. It was white. Okay. I was a Dukes of Hazard fan growing up. No. You? I surprising. I know. <laughs> I found the decals for the General Lee for like Oh stop. Like $150 on eBay. <laughs> oh, stop. And they came. And I put them on my white Lexus. Oh, one on either side. A white Lexus. <laughs> the oh, one on either side. The cross flags on the back. And yes, sir. Full color Confederate flag on the roof, uh, which I cut around the sunroof so that the sunroof would still work. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So I did that. And then I was like, well, I mean, it wouldn't be finished if i didn't put the horn in so i bought a dixie horn for the car what and um, yeah i had a couple of guys from the ambulance corps put it in we we did it with we had to make a metal bracket that we put at the front under the in front of the radiator mounted the okay. horns to that ran the tubing to the compressor and then put a button in the in the car and uh yeah yeah the general lexus was born general <laughs> lexus uh, the car made the yearbook. I had that car for. No, it did. It not. did. It did. Uh, they needed a quote about it, and in true fashion, I completely forgot to turn it in. So it just said like, "My car had a custom horn and a special paint job," which is not, which is not what I would have said. 
<laughs> but everybody knew it was me. That's for damn sure. Oh, I have no doubt about that. That uh, Well, it was that and the emergency lights that were also in it. So it was either. <laughs> either. If, if, I was, if I was ever in a car accident and somebody just rolled up in one of those to the scene, I... I, I don't know. I just I would feel safe. I, listen, I did some serious. I, very safe. I did some seriously unlexusy things with that car. I did donuts <laughs> on my front lawn once, uh, which I definitely shouldn't have done. Sorry, mom, but it happened. <laughs> There's no point in running from it now. Uh, we were playing football. We used to play football like all the time, and the field was like on a raised track, you know, next to the road. And my buddy dislocated his shoulder because we were playing tackle. Because duh, and. He couldn't move, so I was like, "All right." So I just drove it up the curb across the field, <laughs> parked next to him, put him oh in it <laughs> into the hospital. Yeah, the General Lexus, man. It was. Um, it happened. That's really the only. It's <laughs> really the only thing I can say about it is that it happened. It was fun. I enjoyed it. <sighs> it takes a lot to get make me speechless, but uh, yeah, I'm a little speechless. It used to get posted, and I used to like get tagged and stuff in car groups because people would post it and be like, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> like, That's me, friends. Hi. Hello. I feel like that car would do well in Russia. You get it airbrushed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You get the no, get, no, no. get the airbrush going. It was a time. All right, car number two. What do you got? Car number two. Okay. So <laughs> the camera was getting a little unreliable. Um, you don't say. <laughs> the the power steering rack especially um, did not ever go back in quite right. So it was like a notch over to the left, I believe, if I remember correctly. So it left it, it basically it turned about a quarter of a turn on the wheel too far to the left and a quarter of the turn not far enough to the right. So in parking lots, you had to really plan out where you were going because turning right, would you would struggle to actually make the turn. And turning left, you would scrub the wheel out the entire time. It was great. That plus a lot of just rust from sitting in my grandfather's driveway for so long. Yeah, it's just, it was time to move on to something else. So, so I sold it and I picked up a 05. It was an 05 Accord. 05 Accord, K24, uh, A4. Uh, basic, you know, basic engine, basic car, four doors. Uh, it was it was pretty nice inside. It had leather interior, stuff like that, sunroof, moonroof. It was it was, it was nice. I liked it, and that thing served me very well for quite some time. <laughs> yeah, that car you remember? Yeah, because I had I had that at a I bought it at one hundred twenty seven thousand miles, and I got rid of it at like one ninety eight and a half. Jeez. So I, I drove that one a lot, and it was very good to me. A couple of things went wrong. Continuing my theme of breaking things that should be broken, doing cool stuff, and not doing cool stuff while doing it, uh, while breaking it. Um, I <laughs> I snapped an axle in that car. Sweet. All 160 furious foot-pounds of torque and horsepower. Were you Were you drifting awesomely around a corner or winning an illegal street race? No, I was stopped on a hill to like a fairly steep hill incline at a stop sign, and I was getting ready to make a left, waiting for a car to pass. Car passed. I got you know got off the brake on the gas, and just you know it started to creep up a little bit, and just boom, yep. So snapped an axle, and uh, that was really annoying because the oh, I don't remember what time of day it was. It was like seven o'clock, and the the AAA guy took. 
hours to get there. I was coming back from the gym when it happened. So I'm just like standing next to my car as people keep coming past, keep coming past, keep coming past. And I think it was like two and a half hours before a tow truck showed up. It was just disgustingly brutal response time. Yeah, that was that. Was that. Mods, uh, I'm trying to think. Well, I mean, I had to rip the tint off because it was getting all messed up because somebody, some idiot put tint on it from before me. I didn't, I didn't really do anything to it. I didn't, I, I, I did not really do anything to the car. I did plenty of stuff with it and, you know, uh, I remember you were you were pretty happy to just have it do what it was doing. Oh, it it did things fantastically. Rode real smooth up to miles an hour. <laughs> anyway, it was uh, it was reliable. It got halfway decent gas mileage, and it got me around. And yeah, that's 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 pretty much it. My uh, cars have a theme. Car number two. Okay. <laughs> All right. So the Lexus. Uh, <laughs> eventually blew an engine. No. Uh, yeah, believe it or not. Actually, that do- that actually does surprise me because the thing about the Camry that I had, that was my first car, that had a Lexus engine in it. So the XLE's got a Lexus V6. Right. And I don't know if it was related to the engine that was in yours. But no, 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 because those had the inline or no. I don't know. Honestly, I learned nothing about that car. I just drove it and did stuff with it. Because I know certain of the certain ESs had the inlines, or basically the non-turbo JZs. But anyway, anyway, uh, the, the Lexus engines are buttery smooth. Because the one that was in that Camry, I could I could get up to high, I could merge onto a highway, and never crest like twenty two hundred RPM. Oh yeah, it no. was just, oh effortless, hundred percent effortless, hundred percent real smooth engine. Eventually, it did go. There were times where. There was a period of time where we got in the car and I was like, all right, is it going to start? I don't know. Let's find out. So yeah, yeah. sent it to a shop to get the engine replaced. They wrecked it. They, <laughs> the guy at the shop ran it into something. So ended up paying for the engine and the work. So it was, they were, my mom was like, all right, it's time. Let's get something else. So they sold it to the shop. We went in, <laughs> to this guy, Nisim. Now, I'm sure Nisim is a perfectly nice guy outside of this, but he is like, if you picked the foreign used car salesman, <laughs> it's him. My friend, my friend, come over here. Look, I have a great car, 13,000 mile. Nisim, it says 130. 130,000 mile. It was 13 when I got it, but now 130. <laughs> so, like, I don't want shit from this guy. Like, I, do, I just don't. But not my money, right? I'm paying the car off. So he's got this, this, and this. And then there's a car that he just got that he's not doing anything with yet that's getting fixed over at Midas. They were doing new brakes. I'm like, all right, let's go see what that is. 2006 Nissan Xterra. Oh, just, I was, I was just waiting for you to say it because the memories just flooded back. I know. <laughs> I know it, man. So, I mean, come on. It's black four-door SUV kind of you know butch looking kind of rugged looking kind of thing the xterra's frontiers are awesome yeah there's a reason they still make the frontier exactly the same as they did back then for what it was being a v6 and being a pretty large suv it was quick like i liked it it was faster than what i was used to so i was like all right i'm in right i like the inside it's very it was it wasn't it was utilitarian but it wasn't cheap you know what i mean it was like well you know obviously you were in it but it was good. It was functional, but it didn't. You didn't feel like you were missing stuff in the car. Is my point? No, absolutely. Now, uh, nowadays they see the front, like because they, like I said, they're still making the frontiers exactly the same. 
which was just the pickup truck version of the Xterra. Right. But now they seem like they're lackluster on the inside. Yes, but back then it was fine. The other thing that I wasn't really ready for was exactly how good it was in mud and snow, more so the snow aspect, because we got a lot of that up north. I mean, snow to the doors, and it's just, it's driving up the driveway, going up to the, you know, whatever, going up to the store, going up to the firehouse. No, not oh, yeah. not even a hint of drama from this car, ever. So that was great. It was rear-wheel drive when it was two-wheel drive, which was fun for reasons. It was rear-wheel drive when it was, when it was two-wheel drive. It drove well. It did what you needed it to do. I was able to move that futon, that couch we got, you know, it was good. I liked the Xterra. The funniest thing about it, John and I went to the auto show that year, 20, whatever, 14, maybe. And we took the Xterra because I was in the city already for the FDNY test. Took the Xterra. We get there. Then, Mind you, this is a, at this point, eight, nine-year-old car, right? So we get downstairs and we're looking at some of the trucks and the Nissan thing is right there and they got a GTR and they're like the all new 2014 Nissan Xterra completely redesigned. And I'm like, wow, the front fascia looks really cool. They styled the top a little bit. It's got integrated lights. I like this thing. Let me see what the interior looks like. <laughs> Vince, it was exactly the same. <laughs> I know. Exactly. Like literally I got in it and John's that next to me and he was like, can we just get out of this car? I'm like, yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, it's sitting up there on uh, in the parking lot of the Javits Center. Almost two years ago, not not quite two years ago, I I was working out in Seattle and I got a rental car one time that was a Nissan Frontier Pro Four x Four model. Real nice. Mm-hmm. It, it looked fantastic on the outside. It's got you know, it's I don't think it's it might be raised slightly, not much if anything, but it's got you know better tires and it looks a little tougher and it's 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 nice. And I got in it, and I was like, "Wow, this is uh, this is the Xterra." Yeah, that's that's all it was. It was it was the Xterra inside. And I got back out and I looked at it, and I was like, "Yeah, that's that's, that's nice looking." And I got back in it, and I was like, hmm. "Yeah." So, yeah, not bad. Uh, modification wise, not a whole lot. I think I upgraded the speakers in the back. Uh, this was before I really knew how to do any work to anything. I did have antlers on the front of it. Didn't you put a muffler on it, a magnifier or something? Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. You had to make that 4-liter V6 sound tough and ricey. I did. I took I took the muffler off it. We did it in the shop where I used to take my motorcycle. JD did it. We put it up on the lift, sawzalled it oh, off. Oh, really? <laughs> put the put the it was basically just an aluminum can it wasn't even a real muffler threw that on there i think i piped it actually i don't think it got a new muffler i think i just took the muffler off i thought you put i thought you put something i thought you put something on it i might have put a Flowmaster on it that's what it was Flowmaster. that was the sticker you had on the truck it was i did i did put the sticker on it too <laughs> so when i started putting stickers on my vehicles this is when it began because initially that was the zombie response truck. I painted, I painted yes. the the trim, the sides of the trim, and I put little biohazard symbols on it, and it said ZRT one on the side. Yeah, that vehicle left its mark on a lot of things. It did, <laughs> like a Penske truck. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why do you guys feel like punchlines? Yes, yes, Nick, like Penske trucks. To clarify. <laughs> To our listeners, many of whom include members of my family. I was not in an accident in this car. <laughs> By the legal definition, you were. <laughs> what did happen was, so we were in, 
it was like a Stewart's parking lot, right? It was like a, it was a Stewart's. I no, it was an Aaron's. Was it an Aaron's? It was, it was the Aaron's and Oneonta. Yes, the Aaron's and Oneonta. I knew it was an Oneonta. <laughs> so the Aaron's at Oneonta, and it's you know minus thirty something degrees outside, and there's ice in the parking lot, and my, it was rear wheel drive when it was two wheel drive. So I was like, yeah, we're gonna do some donuts. This is gonna be awesome. <laughs> so we did. But the thing was, it started to oh, slide. You did, you did one. You did one right. half because I started to slide, and I had to get out of it. So I started to do a donut. The truck started to slide. I was like, all right, I can't do this anymore. Let me regain control, uh, which is easier said than done, as it turns out. And so we slid ever so gently into the front of a Penske truck, like hit it head on with the knees. I'm trying, I'm trying to remember what John said as it was happening, because he was grabbing onto the oh shit handle. Yeah. <laughs> Like, was he saying your name or was he saying truck? He was just saying Nick or truck. <laughs> truck. Like... And then he said my name and then I hit it and he looked at me and went, you fucking idiot. <laughs> uh, but I didn't break an antler or anything. No, that was our main concern when we got out was are the antlers okay? Right. And the antlers were fine. So there was no damage to either vehicle. You should never don't do that. There's people. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Are... Don't. Scene it's bad ever. don't do anything stupid like that but nobody was hurt and we barely even touched the truck so but yeah it was just a bumper tap yeah but they love bringing it up let me make fun of you for it it's no longer just a bumper tap yeah it's a, you know bump bumper tap or not you are the ultimate carson which is to hit a parked vehicle <laughs> yeah no i did do that for a brief moment your ex-terra had the heart of a mustang <laughs> there's something wrong with you there really is <laughs> All right. God, what's your third car already? My third car is my current car. Jesus Christ, you only had three cars? I only have three. I've only ever had three cars. Oh, boy. All right. What's your current? I mean, I know what it is, <laughs> but tell the good folks at home. I, my current vehicle, following my trend of only owning vehicles that are supposed to be daily drivers, it's a 2019 Hyundai Sonata Sport. And there you go. And I love it. This is really funny because it feels like based on what you're saying that my car history is things you absolutely should not daily drive i'm not no i'm not saying that at all I'm, well, yes there are ones that you shouldn't have but basically what i'm saying is like i i i have only i have only owned cars that can only be daily drivers like right unless you go and throw two hundred thousand dollars at something to make something completely custom like you're not these are just daily driver cars there's nothing fancy about them no i do plan to do a couple of things to the to the sonata just because for for those of you that don't know the sonata well the the, the brand new sonata was it's a first year reface of it and but the older ones had like two different kind of front end and rear end trims that they would come in almost so like the the tail lights would be different on like the sport and the limited models and the grills as well instead of being like those flat slats that I did not really like and were kind of ugly on the Hyundais. They have that on the Elantra and the Sonata. It's a it's an almost Mazda-esque kind of grill, except instead of being a blackout, it's uh, it's kind of like uh, faux chromed, um, as a couple of trim pieces are like around the windows and stuff. It doesn't look half bad. So it's, it's a blacked out car with a little bit of chrome bits on it. It's not super flashy. It's just kind of like lets everything pop a little. 
and um, and it, it looks good. So I I think it looks good at least. Okay. What I really want to do to it is I don't want to lower it because I live in Michigan and I want to be able to use it in the winter. (laughs) But I want to get oh, it's true. No, you're right, absolutely. But I do, I do have a, I do have a set of rims that I want to throw on it for this for summer tires. They're actually 1552s. It was between two different models. Uh, Yes, it was between the chicane and the podium, and I think I'm going with podiums. I want frosted graphite podiums with blue nut rings around them. All right. Cool. And the crazy thing is the way the, to be able to fill out the wheel well, like it, it rocks. It, like it's got 16 inch rims right now. Like that's what it comes with stock. But supposedly, according to the measurements that I've seen, I could potentially throw 19s on it and not rub if I choose the right tires. Okay. Sweet. At stock height. So like I could seriously fill out the wheel well with rim. Yeah, yeah. No, oh, that'll look good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That and then eventually maybe just like a small, small like thirty percent or some tint. Sweet. Not bad. Not bad at all. The Xterra's exhaust fell off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what it was. You did put the muffler on, and then it fell off. Yeah, yeah. like at the headers, it fell off. <laughs> yes, I remember. <laughs> Didn't you go back and get it? Yes, I went back. It was on the it was on the freaking it was on two eighty seven on the way to New Jersey. <laughs> should have just left it in Jersey. I should have. So I was like, all right, it's time for a new car. So because I still wasn't buying anything on my own, my family went mm, back to Nissan. We go where he showed me a two thousand six Grand Cherokee, and I was like, hey, it's misfiring. And they're like, no, it's not. I'm like, yes, it is. Like, no, it's not. So you're getting it. it's this or nothing. All right, fine. So I put a whole bunch of lights in it, put a siren in it, put an air horn in it put a subwoofer in it and uh guess what how long did that last three months yeah it was misfiring as it turns out weird oh, i know you drove that thing up to delhi and i we immediately were just like what is wrong with it yeah yeah everyone was shocked that it was misfiring it's incredible so they spent three grand to rebuild the cylinder and it did it again so i said what yeah so i said yeah. are you insinuating that there's something wrong with gp6s yes yes i am I'm sorry. Did I did I insinuate it? I meant to come right out and say it. There's something wrong with GP6. Okay. So I was like, all right, screw this. I'm going to go do this on my own. So took a trip down to Patterson, New Jersey and left with a 2008 Ford F350 Super Duty. Yeah, I like that truck. I loved that truck. I will forever in a day hate the fact that I had to get rid of it. That also got a sound system. It got, it was DPF deleted. It was EGR deleted. It had a cold air intake. It had a tune. It got a new fuel pump because it needed one. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Ford, for mounting the 6.4 fuel pump under the turbos. I appreciate you. Uh, smoked the taillights, new headlights, yeah. Right. Yeah, did some. It, it looked good. I did the smoked cab lights, too. I remember now. Yeah. Bucephalus looked good, but I got hit by a car and I couldn't pay for it anymore, so I had to sell it. Wait, 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 wait. Should we should we interlude for a second and talk about the co-owned car we had? No. <laughs> I mean, yes, we can talk about it. Go ahead. I, I just it, at least the purchasing story. So because <laughs> that was fun. We briefly owned a '94 Blazer. Oh, yeah, '94. For we bought it for four hundred dollars. Off a buddy of mine. Running and driving, by the way. Running and driving. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So we, we, we were like, hey, we're going to come up by the car. 
And you're like, all right, cool. We'll put it on the, uh, we'll put on a trickle charger so that it starts. And uh, cool, awesome. So we got there. Uh, it's been on trickle charger for like four hours or something at this point. Like, yeah, let's see if it starts. You know, not really expecting it to go on the first crank. We're already trying to pull the vehicle up so we can jump it. And uh, oh, well, let's let's try it anyway. Hop in, grab the key. It cranked maybe twice and then immediately fired up and sounded like it was at 100 miles on the clock when in fact it had 287,000. Easily (laughs) one of the smoothest running engines I've ever heard. That Vortec V6 was built by, I don't know, just the most beautiful technician ever because that thing ran like a top. It was unreal. It didn't smoke. It didn't sputter. It had no lifter tick. Nothing. Who knows when the oil was last changed in that thing, but it sounded like it was brand new. I mean, to be honest, if the tires weren't the way they were, we probably could have just driven it home. <laughs> Wouldn't have needed the trailer. Yeah, tires would not hold air. And but was anyway, there something else wrong with them? Uh, there was a brake a brake thing. I had to fix. The oh no, the power steering. Oh, the power steering a, line. Yeah, the power steering. Just like you would fill it up in a half hour. Got later, it was all gone. Yeah, I ended so. up changing that line. Yeah, I was there for that. Yeah. Anyway, that was the thing. So I sold the truck. Heartbreak. The guy still sends me pictures of it. He's doing wonderful things to it. Is he really? Yeah, he hasn't sent them to me in a while, but he he used to send them to me a lot. I see those things on Craigslist, and I always go, man, that would make an awesome tow vehicle. I will one day. One day I will have another diesel truck. But anyway, so then I thought to myself, you know what I need? I need something reliable. I need something practical. I need something that I'm not going to spend every other day trying to fix or put back together. What'd you buy? A 1994 Chevy Suburban on a five inch lift. And uh... I'm sorry. What were your criteria again? (laughs) So the part that you missed is where I throw all of that out the window and buy this monster truck instead. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I remember seeing pictures of that one, man. I was, I was jealous. It was pretty. The Suburban was a trip that got new headlights, uh, new dashboard. I pulled the dashboard off an 87 C 10 from a pick, pick and pull. Yeah. Yeah, talk about a day just laced with expletives and being annoyed. Because Chevy plastic, these plastic dashboards that Chevrolet made, for those of you playing at home, were just the most fragile. Like, you sneezed on it, and it broke. (laughs) So now you're trying to take the entire dashboard out of a pickup truck intact and leave with it. Like, it could be the dead of winter, and you'd be sweating. Oh, God. I was so mad. But I got it done. It got in the dashboard. They had, uh, I guess somebody tried to fix some some stuff in there. So it had some uh, some spare wiring, to put it mildly. The audio shop that I worked with, I didn't work with them, but they did some work for me in the past. So they're like, yeah, we'll get it done. 400 bucks, no problem. They had it for four days taking wire out of this truck. It was a mess. And uh, so that was the Suburban. Drove that for a little while. Loved that truck. And then I was like, you know, it's... It's not. It's not quite doing it. I need. I need something else. Something a little more. A little more reliable. A little more modern. Okay. A little more day to day. So I traded that in. Somehow got like thirty five hundred dollars for it, which I'll never understand because it had like nine hundred thousand miles on it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And I got that in on a two thousand and thirteen Dodge Charger RT all wheel drive. Okay. <clears throat> Let me just take a brief brief moment here to say. 
by far the best vehicle decision you ever made. Oh my God, dude. I know it. I know it. I miss that car every day. They are so rare. All wheel drive. I miss that car every day. The second, the second I am legitimately able to be honest with you, it will be a very hard decision to come up with an SRT or just get an RT all wheel drive again. I loved that thing. Loved it. That car got some work. Uh, (laughs) So it got the Z automotive taser, which uh, uploads all the SRT menus to it. It also didn't have sport mode. The taser gave it sport mode. It got, Float dual Flowmaster tens. It got a cold air intake. It got a 180 degree thermostat. I did the seal cord mod, so it got red seal cord all yes. up the yes. the interior. It looked really good. I did a a custom shifter. <laughs> By custom, I mean I drilled a hole in a pool ball and JB welded it to the to the <laughs> transmission thing. So I got that, and it got a tune. It was making from uh, National Speed in Virginia. It was making almost 500 horsepower to to the wheels, all of them. (laughs) And that was a sweet freaking machine, man. I loved that car. Loved it. That car holds my personal speed record, which I won't say it is on here, but it does. Yeah. The Accord has mine. It started to smoke on my way home from North Carolina. The Charger did. And instead of getting into it, I was I was in a weird place uh, emotionally. I was in an abusive relationship at the time, and I couldn't get myself right in any way, shape, or form. And somewhere in that tumultuous time, mentally, I got rid of the charger and ended up in my truck, which I love. I love my truck. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it's a Chevy. It's a, yeah, 2011 Chevy Silverado. It's a good truck. It's a nice truck. It does what I needed to do. 5.3 liter V8. Sounds nice. Does what I need. But it's not my charger. <laughs> and it's not my yeah. Ford either. So oh, yeah, the Ford, the Ford was way better for a truck. The Ford was a monster. That thing was nice. Ford was a monster. So that's me. I've I've been through it. I miss my I miss my charger for sure. And we'll be doing everything in my power to replace it in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> But anyway. the, bane, the bane of my existence, as it has always been, is space and availability to store a vehicle that can be fun and get work done. Well, we're working on that. Apartment living is uh, it's tough. It's very Apartment difficult is for tough. car people. Yeah. It's very difficult for car Especially people. Especially when like, I, I legitimately have a clause in my, in my lease that says I cannot work on my vehicle in the parking lot. I don't know if mine has one, uh, but while I've been here, I have tuned it, changed the headlights, changed the mirrors, painted the wheels. <laughs> so cut the cut the muffler off, replace that. Yeah. So hopefully they don't. But anyway. All right. Well, here comes the fun so, part. Shall we get into the meat of it now? The meat of it indeed. So we have a, a listener submitted car history. Fairly extensive car history. Fairly extensive. We're going to kind of run through it. We're going to give our opinions, our comments, and, and roll from there. So it starts off here with a mid, <laughs> he says mid 80-ish Datsun 510. Yeah, yeah. Which, um, sorry, no one can see this listening, but I'm just going to do a little, a little bow. 
because yeah, that's my that's in my top ten list of cars. Really? Ever. Yes. Interesting. Okay. There's a lot of them now that have been, uh, you know, gutted and tuned and all sorts of cool stuff they're doing to them now. So, oh yeah, that's Vince's stamp of approval on the first one. Congratulations. Oh, that that one's oh my gosh, it's every it's everything BMW wanted the 2002 to be. There, I said it. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and there it is. Next up, uh, an '83 Oldsmobile Delta 88. Uh, this is the only car that I remember my grandfather describing in detail as one that he yeah. really liked. He just said once you once you got it up to a certain speed, it just flew. He very much liked this car. The Delta 88 in general. I don't know if that was a particular year. Right, right. I mean, those like those 80s, just shoebox cars like that, I mean, I, I don't want to call them a dime a dozen and all the same because they're not. But in essence, they kind of were. A lot of the technology that was being used suspension-wise and all that kind of, that, that kind of stuff it was very similar between the brands at this time. Everything, everything, everything that's current on modern cars was getting developed in these. Uh, and they were just right. heavy, boxy, cushy, and they still had strong motors backing them up. So, yeah, you, you get you get a car with a floaty suspension and a strong motor. That's the vibe you're going to get. You're going to get you know casual driving around you know every day. And then when you start to get in it, it's going to feel a little weird until it gets to a certain speed and it just levels out and goes. I also have the disposition for this vehicle. He wrecked it rear-ending a Volkswagen Rabbit. So. Uh, you mean he wrecked it absolutely sending a Volkswagen Rabbit to the moon. <laughs> Apparently in Rock, Paper, Scissors, Rabbit, Delta 88, Rabbit beats Delta 88. <laughs> Sorry, that was just bad. Yeah, I was going to say, you really had to let me sit with that one, huh? All right. <laughs> Following that is an 87 Subaru XT. Uh, Forester? Nope, just a Subaru XT. Subaru XT. Yes, sir. Sorry, I missed the year on that. 87. It was, uh, actually, it was a coupe, two-door. Oh, oh my gosh. This is... Yeah. Yes, sir. Wow. It looks like a, um, was it the Buick Rietta or something? They're cool looking. I like the look of these a lot. You know, the inside is very classic. They look uh, like Triumph TR7s. Yes. The inside is very classic 80s, digital, you know, all the buttons yeah, and all that yeah, cool yeah. stuff. Which is a shame because this one, as it turns out, caught fire. Oh. The one that he had caught fire. You want to know what I, I I respect this. I'm seeing one image of somebody who's modified one that looks awesome, uh, but I respect this thing purely on the sense of pop up headlights. That's fair. That's fair enough. Pop up headlights. This is also, by the way, the nameplate that they would obviously bring back for their performance. Uh, Forester. Yeah, and, that would be awesome. So approval on the XT. Not uh, bad. Then we have two sequential Nissan Maximas. Uh, 86 and 92 in order. 86. I know what a 92 one looks like. I'm trying to remember 86. Well, make sure you get a good look at it because the 86 was... Oh, yeah. Yeah. There it is. The car you would love to have wrecked by your ex-girlfriend. Because that's what happened to his. <laughs> it kind of it looks like something that would get wrecked by an ex-girlfriend. Uh... <laughs> 
Uh, yeah. It, it looks like it looks like the designer was getting harassed by his ex girlfriend at the time he was designing it. Let's just say they really turned it around because you go from that to a '92, and way better. Yeah, same. Listen, same year as your Camry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It was look at that. Look at that. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think the I think the best years for the Maxima were as uh, like the '98 to 2000. Really? Oh, the current ones are nice, but yeah. Fair enough. The current ones are nice. I will say that. Here's one that I, I don't know how you're going to feel about. Uh, the 96 Ford Escort. See, it's the wrong year. <laughs> hear that? Wrong year. Go back in time. Get a different one. I, okay, here, here's, here's, here's why. Because the U.S. never got a good version of this thing. Oh, jeez. Yeah. You know, like the US, 96, what did the U.S. get? The U.S. just got the Escort didn't get like a Cosworth or like something fun. Like, no. no, we didn't get that. That's fair. So it was just a dumb car. And let's all agree, this era of the Ford badge attached to the, to the two little things inside the like empty oval. Oh, yeah. The worst thing Ford ever did to their it's badge awful. on the front of a car. It's awful. All right, the next one I know you approve of. I know you do. It's a 1998 Pontiac Grand Prix. Oh, we've covered that already. Yeah, covered it? No. Solid car, a lot of fun. Roll with the Grand Prix. Mid, mid, not mid 90s to when they went bankrupt and left the face of the earth. Pontiac did nothing but gold, solid gold. Oh, we're going to have to come back to that. All right. Well, next on that list for your viewing pleasure is a 98 Nissan Maxima. We went back to the Maxima, three, two cars in. I'm telling you, the ninth, the ninth, was it 96 the first time or was it another 98? It was a 96. No, 92. 92. The 92, 98, because I mean, the, the body style stayed, changed up a little bit, but the general vibe of the car was it was mostly the same through that. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the best years of the Maxima. Solid. No, they were solid for sure. Uh, next up, we have a 2000 Chevy Impala. Yeah. So I, I, I agree on the eh. I think the thing about the Impala, I do like this look a bit. It doesn't look bad. They were plagued. They were plagued by issues. That was the thing. Is right. They were just bad. They were just bad. They weren't bad looking. The power plant wasn't bad. They were just ended up being bad cars. I had a I had a buddy who had an Apollo from around this time that he drove around high school and beginning part of college. And one time we went to go play a game of pickup football in the park, and he pulled in, like just normally. He just pulled in, pulled into the spot. Went to go put the car in park, and it went into neutral and wouldn't go any further. Jeez. And he tried to take it out of neutral, and it wouldn't go into reverse, park, or any of the gears. It just didn't go anywhere. Yeah. An automatic car. He's using a Prindle. But um, it just wouldn't go anywhere. Using a Prindle. Turns out, him trying to shift to park had, like, thrown the cable off the transmission. Oh, jeez. (laughs) <laughs> that's great and it was just stuck there next on the list uh, is a look I really like and a car that all together came together pretty well uh, a 2001 Jeep Grand Cherokee they're still doing yes the bubbly style one yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yes. No, oh absolutely classic this one was navy blue both of my other uncles had a Jeep that looked just like it so it was like they were, they were rolling real deep when they when they drove around I, I I absolutely love these. Uh, I'm I'm more I'm more partial to the regular the the, the boxier regular Cherokees. 
Yeah. But this is a timeless classic book. It will go down in history as one of the you know best one of the best of that Jeep does one of the best things that Jeep did. Well, both the the regular Cherokees and the Grand Cherokees from this era. Back when their V six was bulletproof. Back when their inline six was bulletproof. Their inline six. I'm sorry. Their six cylinder. The other thing that the thing I forgot to mention on the Impala, by the way, he didn't get to realize that it was plagued with issues because it was in a four car pileup with less than a hundred miles on it. <laughs> oh, oh! So it was the perfect amount of time to own it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, next up, two in a row. O two. Chrysler 300 Limited, and then an 03 Chrysler 300C. I like the 300C. I mean, I like both of them. The C, obviously, being the better of the two based on the package it comes with engine-wise. But no, those Chrysler 300s from that generation and the one that they're currently making too, which is really just a continuation of it, they're phenomenal. They are. Oh my gosh. They are heavy. They are boaty, but I don't care. Because they're beautiful. They are some of the best looking American sedans currently. They made. look great. They look and modded and like murdered out. They look incredible. They are mean looking cars. The, oh my god! The big yeah. problem that they had with them back then was that Chrysler was still using their the same transmission for every power plant. So right, your right. V6 transmission was the same one as in the SRT8. And so naturally, very fragile. Yeah, naturally, your Hemi's would just munch a crunch a eat up all that, and then you were in trouble. And I think the transmission went on the first one, which is why you got the second one. <laughs> Probably, but with those, like you could get a Hemi version and not have a C. Yes, like that. I think it was better to get that than the C, honestly, transmission wise for longevity purposes. Yeah, um, but I mean. Most people that got those, even even most people that got the C's, it was an older crowd. Like now, they're driven by younger guys, but back then it was an older crowd that was buying them, so they were babied a little bit more. And even though it was still an issue, it maybe was not as well recognized or uh, known about by the current by the actual people that were buying the car because they were babied enough to not break. Right. Exactly. So the 300C was followed by a 2006 Lincoln Navigator. Yeah. Why did this just like a Florida car? He loved this car. Um, the funny thing about the Navigator, so, and I mean, this was this thing was decked out, right? All the leather everywhere. It was stacked, and he, you know, lived up lived up by us. He lived in Milburn, um, and then he moved. He got transferred to Georgia, so. We drove the Navigator from New Jersey to Georgia. That had to have been just a plush, cushy ride. It was. It was. It was sweet, man. It was. It was a nice deal. I I like the Navigators. I think they were built to do a specific thing, and they do it very well. You know, they took a lot of um, not punishment because people weren't punishing them, but people did a lot of things to these cars, and they, you know, used. To- I don't know, man. I've I've seen some photos and some uh, some episodes of certain car shows. From- <laughs> MTV that would say that they were punished pretty bad. Fair enough. Overall, though, a great, a great car. Next up, a 2009 Mercedes R. So that's that wagon that they made. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not, not very good looking. If you can, if you could drop back and go, is that a Mercedes or a Chrysler Pacifica? Oh my gosh, you want to know what I just realized? What the face of this car is making me realize why every rich SoundCloud rapper looks like that. It's it's just the face of Xanax. 
Oh my god. <laughs> well, there goes that. It does though. It does give off a very white wine and Xanax suburban mom. It's 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 not depressed because it's it's just like droopy. No, it's just to get by. It was, you gotta, just take it to get by. I gotta get the kids and I <laughs> yes. No, yeah. That is that is the type R. I I know what Mercedes was trying to do. But, no, absolutely, absolutely. But no, they just did it so wrong. There. No, it's just awful. Swing and a miss, man. It was replaced rather quickly with a 2010 Chevy Tahoe. Much better. Yes. I mean, n- not a special looking vehicle by any stretch of the imagination, but it's perfectly fine. Yeah, it was the um, it wasn't the full four. It was like a Z71. Like it was blue. It was pretty oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was sweet. It was it was nice. It was nice. Uh, and then we get back to the big performance SUV. Because once the Tahoe went, we replaced that with a 2014 Dodge Durango RT. Oh, yeah. Love the Durango. Love it. Yes. I, when I, I remember seeing the first, the first commercial I ever saw for that, re, for that uh, bring back the Durango. <sighs> yeah. Man, I just wanted one right then and there. I was like, wow, that is... Love... Nice. Love the Durango, and they actually just uh, they just started ordering for the Hellcat Durango, which mm. oof, talk about the best of a couple of worlds there. Yeah, I might like that better than a Hellcat Jeep. Oh my god! I was, you know, it's so funny. I was thinking that I thought out of the Trackhawk and the Hellcat Durango, I'd prefer a Hellcat Durango. Yes, and I, I per, to be honest with you, aside from aesthetics, I can't tell you why. I really just think the Durango looks better it's gonna put the power down better i really do i think the jeep sits a little too high to do it right yeah no it's gonna oh gosh it's gonna be so good that's gonna be great i'm very excited for sure the durango was then replaced by a 2017 chevrolet camaro ss convertible i have no comments (laughs) you better so listen first of all it was it was like a dark blue it had um that had that you know whatever the performance exhaust on it it sounded amazing i mean incredible incredible sounding car it drove great it handled great but it was a camaro so you can't see out of it (laughs) the only way i got a halfway decent visual was by putting the roof down we'll just remove the top half of the car and you'll be able to drive it yeah 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 uh also you know i'm not a small person and uh i gotta say it felt it was it felt cramped, and I know part of that is them trying to orient the controls to you because it's a performance car, and they're trying to do that. But you can do that and still let me feel like I have space in the car. Like I felt like I was, I felt like I didn't need a seatbelt. Like I was just squished in it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you can't you can't really mark it down for performance. But as as a day to day, no, I I reg- I regretfully admit that yes, the Camaros perform, um, but no. <laughs> I never liked it. All right. Well, then you'll appreciate the drop off. So we've built we've built to something here, right? We're we're clearly getting more and more aggressive and cool in our choice of vehicles. But like in these last like five, right? The Mercedes R, that van was terrible. Fine. Tahoe. All right. Durango RT. Okay. We're going performance. We're getting nice V8s. 2017 Camaro SS. Okay. Okay. I see you. Big vehicle wants to go a little faster. Big V8, smaller vehicle. Uh, if I don't know, track toy. Like, 
Ariel Adam or uh, I don't know, maybe he realized the Camaro was just trash and wanted to go for something like a scat pack. Okay. Uh, Stripped out, higher output, higher performance. Yeah, yeah. It's a good idea. So then you'll be you'll be pleased. This falls right in the vein. You ready? Ready. Nineteen ninety eight Honda Accord. Wait. <laughs> yes. Welcome home. <laughs> it will last you until you die if you treat it right. <laughs> the only I, I did I did not sell mine because it, something was wrong with it. No, I sold it because I was leaving town for long periods of time and needed a car that would actually start when I came back and the battery wouldn't be dead. Uh, <laughs> and that is the only reason. <laughs> 98 Accord. The funny thing is, you know, because he obviously he asked for comments on each vehicle. I don't have a problem with the Accord. I have a problem with the Accord following the Camaro. <laughs> and I just have a problem with the Camaro. So, you know. Exactly. Exactly. So there you have it. See, every see everyone needs a daily driver. Everyone just needs that per, that car to get them around. Oh my god! Yeah, but you know what? You can you can do you can walk that line, especially now. I don't know if there's ever been a time where there is so much power available for daily driving type vehicles. No, absolutely. you know you can really do well for whatever your price bracket is. So you got to spend at least thirty. So what we're saying is do better. Wow, thanks. <laughs> Not you. I'm trying, all right? You got a complex over there, huh? I do. Oh, God. And, oh, actually. Oh, God. Hmm. Speaking of God. Oh. I believe uh, I believe we've reached that point. Are you ready? Oh, I'm always ready. <laughs> Good. All right. <clears throat> God. Car God. Jeremy Clarkson. James Pumphrey. It's us. Your humble disciples begging pleading for you to return these lost models to us in all of their glory, and in exchange, smite down the abominations we give as sacrifice. This is this for that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right, Vince. Are Why don't you... you go first this week? Oh, why don't I go first this week? Okay, I can do it. God, give us back the GMC Cyclone. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I knew you'd love it. I knew you'd love it almost as much as you're going to argue with me on. And in exchange, please drag back to the depths of vehicle hell the Genesis G90. Please and thank you. Where would you like me to begin, Vince? I don't want to get angry yet. Let's go with the let's go with the bring bring back Cyclone. All right, so let's start with the Cyclone. So for those of you who don't know what the GMC Cyclone was, it was a turbocharged 4.3 liter V6 pickup that they made i think it was it was just in 91 thought it was 91 and 92 i thought it was two years yeah it eventually became the typhoon 92 to 93 uh so maybe they only made the cyclone 91 and then the typhoon was the 92 93 okay so yeah so high performance pickup truck two doors on the ground four speed just a sweet freaking 280 horsepower 350 pound feet of torque zero to 60 in 4.3 seconds which is Solid by today's standards, and then some. Yeah. And from the factory would do the quarter mile in about 13 seconds. Not yeah. too bad Just... for a little pickup truck. Now, it is a bit of a departure from GMC's current corporate identity to do this. I acknowledge. But, well, I think if they borrow from Chevy's performance area, they'd be all right. That's basically what they did before. Although, actually, it was a... <laughs> 
it was a Mitsubishi turbocharger on that engine. Fun fact. No, Mitsubishi makes good turbos. Did you? They do. My only, the only hangup I see on bringing it back looks wise is that the Sierra front end is so wide. I don't know how it would fit in a lowered platform. Because the old one was, you know, that little square rectangular front end. Yeah. So it would look almost like... Um, it would have to be based off the canyon. Probably, yeah. It, it would have to be canyon based because otherwise it would look like the crimson chin from Fairly Odd Parents, Like this giant <laughs> freaking like, underbite oh, like thing. That. They'd have to make the canyon look a little bit meaner if they're going to do that. But I think they could. They could do it. I think they could. And I think, I think on a canyon platform, regular cab, two doors, not two and a half, drop it. Pretty sweet, you know. Even, even I buy one, yeah. I would too. Because uh, think of the power plants they have to choose from that they could beef up here or there just to make it performance to perform, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, even if you just make it do what the old one did, you're still well within the, the range. The only problem is also because it's GMC, it would probably cost like $80,000. <laughs> but other than that, I'm all for it. The Cyclone would be a cool. I miss the performance pickup truck thing. They're kind of doing it, but not really. They're doing the full size deal. Oh, oh, you mean like the small performance one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, they used to do a bunch of them. Not a bunch of them, but you had the Lightning, which was Ford's like regular. You know, it was a short bed. It was a regular cab. Mm. You know, they weren't doing like what the Raptors are doing. Right, right. You know, the SRT10 Ram for all its faults, and there were a few. <laughs> a few lists, maybe. <laughs> Exactly. The SRT-10 Ram was like a scaled-down Ram that they did, and then, you know... Right, right. The, you missed the street truck. The I street do. truck. The street truck has a place on the road. Like, to this day, it deserves to be a thing. Yeah. It doesn't serve a practical purpose. It's a statement. That is a statement coming down the road. And I love, I, the, I love that people are still trying to keep it alive by taking, like, GMC Sonomas and Rangers and uh, and just chucking, like, V8s in them. Yeah. I love that yeah it's a solid thing this is you know what look at that you gave us the opening mod your cars people do it keep the dream alive do as i say not as i do (laughs) yeah with your car history out there you might have to keep specifying that i'm shocked you're not more surprised that i am like championing the street truck right now i mean i am surprised but i've been whittling you down on that for years so you have it's true my preference has typically been jack it up and keep it that way you, you've yelled at me a couple of times for saying I want to drop a truck. I, I now accept it in in cer- certain circumstances. I do accept it. So, yeah. Bring back the Cyclone. I love it. The G90. Let's just do this. It's uh, rip off the Band-Aid. First of all, I don't think Genesis should exist as a company. I think you're wrong. I, that's great. I don't care. But the G90 specifically, uh, first of all, it's ugly looking. It looks like somebody bought an Acura and then debadged it and changed the wheels and tried to delete the headlights by crossing them out on the front. And on the back, I don't know, it looks like somebody took a, a Loch Ness monster photo of an NSX and just threw it in the in the design and saw what came out. So I don't like the look. I'm also really I don't I'm not a fan of car brands you have to explain. Like, oh it's a Genesis. Well what the hell is that? Is Phil Collins in there somewhere? I wish. <laughs> right? He was he was Genesis, right? Or am I thinking of uh, the other guy? Peter Gabriel. They were both Genesis at different times. Oh, see that? So so sometimes you get into your car and it's and it's Phil Collins, and sometimes you get in and it's Peter Gabriel. Come on, guy. Is it in the air tonight or not? Is it? <laughs> oh, exactly. My other gripe with this car is that it starts at $72,950 for a 
What for a what? You say for a Genesis. Well, for a what? Wasn't that a model by Hyundai? Because yeah, it was. Yeah. And then they were like, "Oh, let's was, do this." Was for a couple of generations, and then they decided to take that and turn it into their luxury brand. Well, no, it's just awful. Why would you buy this car? I would not buy a G ninety. <laughs> so there you go, done. Okay, Damn. where I take, where I take my serious beef with you. Oh, is getting rid of this brand as a whole for them. All right, fine. So let's argue about that. Why don't we agree the, that there's no reason yeah, to buy a G90? The G70. Yeah, yes, the, G, the G90. Okay, fine. Stellar. The G70 is a good-looking car and a well-performing car and a all-around loved car by critics. Because oh, critics have never gotten anything wrong. No, they have. However, when it has been... I. May I may be wrong, but I want to say either a G70 or a G80 at one point was included in recent years in best driver's car. So the G70, I don't argue with the power plant. It's a 3.3 liter twin turbo V6, 365 horsepower. Fine. The interior, nice, comfortable place to be, well-appointed, simplistic, gorgeous. I don't, I don't take issue with this car, to be honest with you. Even the price tag, I don't mind. It starts at thirty six. It's not bad. You get. Let's put it this way: I, you, you could, just because I own a Hyundai and I realize that this is a branch off of Hyundai, they are a lot of car for the money. You are underpaying for what you get in that car compared to other brands. I agree. I just think that it's a reach if you don't know that, right? If you're thinking about spending forty grand on a luxury car, Genesis just doesn't come to mind, and that's not. Unnecessarily a reason to get rid of it, but no, I think that needs to change because for that price bracket, if you were to go to a more traditional company and say, I want a car, they're going to sell you one of the lowest end models they have. And what you're getting out of the out of any Genesis model is not the lowest end thing that they have. Any of the Genesis models, whether it's an entry level G70, a fully appointed one, a G80, whatever you're getting. You're getting something that is very well appointed compared to a base model from a BMW, Mercedes, or anything else. But here here would be my other point. Part of what people are paying for when they buy a luxury car is the badge, is the name. Right. But how do you get started with something like that? Are you saying then that no car company can start a luxury side? No. Ever no. again? Because they because they just they need to be abolished. What all new ones that start off well, you don't have the badge. So how do they earn the badge? They earn the badge by doing things, getting noticed, and getting purchased. No, I I'm not disagreeing with you. I think you're right. And I don't think I don't think Genesis has been around long enough for you to smite it. <laughs> yeah. Well, if all they were doing was G seventy type work, I might be a little more inclined to keep them. Oh, and another thing, I don't know about the 2020 model year, but the 2021 model year, Genesis G70, you can get it in a manual. That's pretty sweet. But no one who wants a luxury car is going to buy that. Wow. So Audi's been doing it wrong all these years. Who's buying manual Audis except people who are buying R8s? And even half of those are automatic. See, you're thinking luxury car buyer as a car person. So yeah, why couldn't I get all this? Plus, I can get a manual. Ba-bum. Right, but no, but besides that, just everything else about it, I'm, I'm looking at it as somebody who doesn't want the generic car they see on the road all the time. Because if you're going to go thirty-five to forty-five thousand dollars, and you're going to walk up to Mercedes, 
they're going to throw you in the same thing every single time. And it's going to look like every other luxury car on the road. Same thing with BMW. Because you're not getting the nice models from them for that. You're not getting the ones that stand out. You're not going to get that pop factor. But if you were to see one of these driving down the road, trust me, you'll look at it. But I, th- I think that's what I'm saying. I think you're I think you're picking people who want to make a statement about their luxury car versus people who are just buying luxury cars. A luxury car person doesn't want to make a statement with their car. But that same person isn't isn't going to want to make the, the oh, look at this new thing statement. It's going to be, hey, look at this BMW. Everybody recognizes BMW. And I'm not saying whether that's right or wrong. But overall, and by the way, I'm not saying get rid of them completely, completely. I just want to get rid of the G90. I said I don't think they should exist, but I didn't say get rid of them. I'll have to hear it 19,000 times when I edit it, so I'll be able to verify, but I'm telling you. (laughs) All right. So, G90, GTFO. Gosh. Thank you. Thanks a lot. You can start at what? Nothing. All right, all right, I'm done. Okay, good, because I've shot down your BMW argument too. Anyway, you got uh, you got something to bring back and something to strike down over there. Yeah, yeah, I got something to bring back. Oh God, I hear the smile. This is never good for me. <laughs> so I guess uh, this is a bring back for America because apparently in 2020, 2021, it's being sold in other countries again. Okay, and I want it back in this country as well because it falls into a trend that is going on with car manufacturers right now and bringing back these retro designs. And I, without further ado, want to bring back to market the Suzuki Samurai. Oh my God. (laughs) Of course you do. I want the Suzuki Samurai back. I really do. All right. Before, Before you say anything, Google 2020 Suzuki Samurai. I will. Fine. Tell me what you want to smite while I'm doing that. Oh, okay, yeah. No, I want to get rid of the BMW M5. What? What? The M the M5. The M5, yes. Which is Actually, no, just take the whole 5 series out of the range. But especially the M5 is pointless. We are going to have such an argument. Okay. <laughs> so I will start with the 2020 Samurai is pretty dope looking. Thank you. I will grant you. I, I can first of all I can get I as much as I find it funny and I find it a funny car I I like the samurai and I think it would be a cool especially for what you're right you're right I'll let you make the point but especially for what's going on with cars right now companies are coming back with these kind of like simplistic off-roader retro designs that are still modern enough to drive around on the roads and uh, you know they have all the creature comforts but they're just you know fun capable off-roader toys and nothing impudes that more than the suzuki samurai used to i mean because it was just such it was such a cheaper version of what you could get out of like a jeep and for the most part just as capable i mean like there are people running those things fairly stock with just like insane 35 40 inch tires on them and just rock crawling right next to the wranglers like they're they were durable cars just they were cool they were really cool. Yes, they had a stigma when they were on the road, but purely from an off-road perspective, Suzuki Samurais are awesome. Yeah, you're not going to find an argument. Uh, I don't think Suzuki himself has sold cars in the United States since 2012. So No, no they, they haven't. You're bringing them all the way back. There's going to be a Suzuki that any American guy is going to buy. Suzuki Samurai. No, yeah, it would definitely be the Samurai. That is, I mean, yeah. 
I like they it. stopped selling cars in the U.S. because they weren't selling cars. That was the thing, and Suzuki never really did the SUV thing. The other thing I will point out, because this is kind of squarely where it ends up size wise, and I would assume price wise, it looks so much better than the Jeep Renegade does mm-hmm. that you would immediately have a customer base of people who just didn't like the way that that car looks. It's like, hey, uh, every Jeep person who wants a like twenty four, twenty five, and under thousand dollar Wrangler. Suzuki Samurai. Interesting. I like it. All right, let's argue about the 5 Series. <laughs> I could even see getting rid of, I guess, the 5 Series itself, but the DM5, really? Really? Yes. Why? BMW has too many cars. Shit. I want to argue with you, but you're, I agree with you. <laughs> I agree with you on that point. BMW, model-wise, makes way too many vehicles. Way too many vehicles. So, if you don't know, I'm going to list them. You have the X1 through 6. I'm sorry, the X1 through 7. Stick with sedans. I'm not even bothering with the SUVs right now. Well, it's so fine. But just to to put it out there, there's the X1 through 7, the 2 through 8 series, the Z4, and then the i3, the i8, and then all the M models. Yep. It's a lot of cars. as As far as M's are concerned, they have an M2... Uh, competition coupe. They have an M4 coupe and convertible, an M5 sedan, an M8 coupe, an M8 convertible, an M8 grand coupe, and then they have the XMs and stuff like that. So, but, so my question, why not drop like the 7 Series or one of the M SUVs? Now, again, I'm not touching the SUVs right now. I'm talking purely cars. The SUVs are a whole other thing <laughs> yeah. that I just don't have the energy to get into right now. Fair but, enough. Uh, as, far, as, far, as far as why not drop the 7 Series, because the 7 Series is the businessman's chauffeur car. So what's the 8 Series? The 8 Series is the businessman's toy. I thought that was what literally any M car was. Mm, yes. So, okay. So the M8 Coupe and the M8 Convertible are the businessman's toy because they're the coupes and convertibles. Okay. The Grand Coupe, I think that's BMW just n- <clears throat> knocking a little too hard on the door of like Maybach territory. Yeah, I'd say so. You know, but that's... But you know, want to know what? If they want to have something that appeals to that you know specific spectrum sure why not they deserve it they've been doing this long enough go for it i see the m4 as what an m5 should be and an m5 as just a overly bloated too powerful yes i said that too powerful you dare blaspheme the m5 only comes in sedan form and the m5 has and always has been marketed as the businessman's daily driver fun car no it's not a daily driver anymore i'm sorry it's too much to be a daily driver it's too big it's too heavy it's too powerful it's too much i completely disagree on that i think the m5 is completely capable of being a daily drivable vehicle it's not any more cumbersome than any of these other bmw sedans it's too much there's no way I don't know that we're going to come to a resolution on this, to be honest with you. We're not, because I'm not budging on it. It's it's way too much. It's too big. It's bloated. It's honestly dropped off in looks in the last few years. It uses the wrong engine to make way too much power. What, is, what are you even saying right now? It's just, it's not, no. The, the M5 has lost its edge. Wow. And as far, as far as the 5 Series in general, outside of that, just get a 4 Series. Why? Why do you? Why do you need the size of either? Either you're getting driven around and you're in a seven series, or you just buy a four series. Like the five series is just too much. It's in a weird place where it just doesn't. It doesn't need to be something there. Wow. 
you still have you have the you have the two series, three series, and four series. The four series should have replaced the five series, and the five series should have went away. Well, damn. All right then. So, return the GMC Cyclone for the Genesis G90, and return the Suzuki Samurai for the entire BMW 5 Series. That we're gonna settle on for that. Sure. With emphasis, with an asterisk and emphasis on the M. Uh, emphasis? With an emphasis on the M. Uh... <laughs> See, you're getting on board. No, I'm not. The M5 should stay. We're not, no, we're not going to do this. If we keep arguing about this, this is going to be three hours long. So we'll, we'll, we'll argue with this off camera. Yeah, we'll just keep off camera. You got a camera on me? <laughs> Why are you staying silent? I don't like this. Oh my God. <laughs> Okay, we're done. This is it. Well, we'll leave it on that contentious note for this particular episode of Blinker Fluid. As always, mod your vehicles. Interact with us on Facebook. Tell your friends. Yeah, we've really been enjoying the feedback, and uh, we appreciate all of it. Yeah, it's been it's been great. What we the feedback we have gotten. We appreciate the people who keep listening, and yes. uh, we're gonna keep doing it no matter what. So it's a bonus that we're bringing some kind of something to somebody else's life so but other than that check your blanket fluid vince is wrong and uh <laughs> okay <laughs> sure i am yeah we'll talk to you guys for episode seven have a good one